Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and blessings and welcome to another installment of the Gist of Freedom of Faith. This show is produced by acclaimed historian, educator, and author Leslie Gist and serves as our weekly live online discussion to celebrate the African-American experience by honoring all the people, past and present, black and white, who with faith and focus are preserving our rich history through literature, the arts, the skilled trades, and the humanities. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we'd love you to be a part of tonight's discussion by calling in with your comments or questions to 347-324-5552. Good evening, everyone. My name is Preston Washington. I'm your host this evening for the Gift of Freedom. We're coming to you over www. Block Talk Radio, the Gist of Freedom. Tonight is Mia Cockroft, who is the general manager of the historical Eden Cemetery, African American burial ground in the United States. Also, the Gist of Freedom would like to send our condolences out to the family of Clarence. Pidgey Still, to whom tonight's program is dedicated, who died this past Friday. Pidge Still was a son of Clarence Still, who was a family patriarch last May, and he continued to host the annual family reunion in Lawnside, New Jersey. He's a descendant of William Still, who was buried in Eden Cemetery. Is Mina Cockroft, who is the general manager of the Eaton Cemetery, Dale, Pennsylvania. Good evening, Mina. How are you? Are you there, Mina? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. How are you? Okay, I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me, having me on your show this evening. Thank you for uh, being here with us. And uh, why don't you start out telling us a little about the establishment of Hollandale, Pennsylvania. Well, Eden Cemetery was established in 1902. Um, it is in Delaware County, Hollandale, Pennsylvania. We have we're 53 acres in size, and we have over 95,000 African-Americans interred there. Um, I would go as far as to say that Historic Eden Cemetery has the most influential and famous African-Americans buried there than any other cemetery in the nation. Perhaps I'd go as far as to say in the world. <laughs> um, Eden Cemetery... Um, has, and I don't know if you're familiar with some of the um, notables there, but um, during our conversation, I'd be happy to share some of those names with you, many of whom, if not all, I know that you and your listeners are familiar with. Um, one one very important, interesting thing I, I'd like to share with the listeners is how we came about. Um, Eden Cemetery was established to... Um, bury African-Americans in private graves because at that time the only thing available to us were public graves and there was no space in the city that um, offered private graves to African-Americans so we had to leave the city and we found this 53-acre land in Collingdale owned by uh, John Bartram and one of the, the five founders, John Asbury, was able to get someone to represent him and go to media, purchase the land for private burials for African Americans. Well, Collingdale is a predominantly 
well, I say predominantly now, but at that time it was all white. And um, it's a very racist area. And they were not interested in having African Americans there dead or alive. So unbeknownst to them, we acquired the land. And when we attempted to bury the first person, which was a relative of one of the uh, founders, they blocked the entrance and would not allow us to bury Celestine Cromwell in the cemetery. We had to return to Philadelphia and come back at night to bury her. Mm. Was it common in those days for those people who owned property to bury their dead on their own property? I'm sorry, I didn't. I couldn't hear what you your question. Okay, uh, you said that they went outside Philadelphia to Collingdale. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a common practice for those who owned land to bury their dead on the land in which they owned? At that time, in 1902? Yeah, 1902. No. Remember, in in the city of Philadelphia, you weren't allowed to do that. You were buried, you had to bury in a cemetery. And the only cemeteries that were available to African Americans, they only offered us public burial space, which means um, you're in the grave of someone else that's not related. I see. Now, there were... In fact, they they transferred to Eden Cemetery. There were four cemeteries in Philadelphia that later when they came through to um, build highways and roads, they uh, were disinterred and transferred to Eden Cemetery. And that was the uh, home section, Lebanon Cemetery, the Olive Cemetery, and Celestine. And those were public cemeteries. Yes, African-Americans. Those were African-American cemeteries in the city of Philadelphia. And when did that become a law uh, around burials of black folk in Philadelphia? Uh, As far as when, when, when could we, when was it, when were we not allowed to have private graves or when was it? When were we not allowed to have graves in Philadelphia? I I couldn't answer that question because I'm not sure of what um, legal uh, concerns around that are. I don't want to misinform you. Okay. So um, maybe I should put it this way. When did it become mandatory to bury folks in a cemetery? Do we know? Well, in, in in Philadelphia law, it was always, because you couldn't bury them anyplace else. There was the church cemeteries, which a lot of them, that's where um, those four cemeteries that were transferred to Eaton were. They were either church cemeteries or the home cemetery was the cemetery that belonged to uh, the Stephen Smith nursing home there, which was uh, African-American. So um, those were the four options that we had at that time in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And um, our um, audience might be uh, interested to know that Memorial Day was founded by blacks uh, in terms of burying their loved ones and occurred uh, right after the Civil War in terms of the Civil War uh, heroes. Uh, Mina, can you tell us anything about the word wake and how that word came about, how that tradition came about? The, the burial tradition? Yes. Well, yeah, the uh, the wake before the burial. Um, no, historically, I don't know how that came about and when it occurred. I, I, I don't know. Okay. I, I only know it as being a tradition that, you know, the generations – and my family have always done, and I'm sure yours too. But historically, when that happened, I don't know. Okay. Now, you mentioned there were a a number of notable black folks buried there, um, particularly starting with uh, William Still. Mm -hmm. You might tell uh, listeners a little bit about 
William Still, in addition to uh, Octavius Cato. Yes. Uh, Now, William Still and, and coincidentally, William Still and Octavius Cato are both buried in the Lebanon section a few feet apart. Um, Now, um, Octavius Cato, and I'm sure some of your listeners know or have heard about him, he was a um, civil rights leader who was assassinated by a white man here in Philadelphia as he was... um, fighting for uh, our rights to vote. Uh, And he also was a baseball pioneer, too. There's an organization here in Philadelphia who um, are raising money because they want to have a statue put in front of City Hall in his honor. They also um, raise money to erect a beautiful headstone uh, for Octavius Cato as well. Have you ever been to Eden? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to you coming out there sometime. Uh, next time I'm in Philadelphia, that'll be on my uh, to-do list. Oh, please do. And um, tell our audience a little bit about uh, William Still. Some that uh, may not. William Still was the, uh, I guess, pioneer of the Underground Railroad. He worked with a lot of... Um, abolitionists to help free the slaves and um, provide um, paths and um, ways for us to escape um, from slavery to freedom. Um, Him and his wife and his daughter are buried there at Eden as well. And if I don't know how much time we have, but I can just give you a briefing on several of the other notable um, African-Americans that are there as well. Okay, and who would you like to start with? Ooh, uh, okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I, I prepared a list for you very briefly, and you can just stop me when I'm, when my time's up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let me interject here for a moment. Um, the term wake and the reason that came about, it was to watch the dead folks to make sure that they were dead, that they were not mistakenly pronounced dead. Because mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes it would have, you know, someone who was thought to be deceased uh, would awake. And um, so it became uh, a, a ritual, if you will, to have the wake. And, uh, and other cultures as well? Because well, I know uh, there, uh, there are other cultures who also um, refer to um, having a wake for their family members as well. So it wasn't just an African-American thing, or were we the originators of it? Um, it started with us? The uh, originators, I know the uh, film, Contradictions of Fair Hope, mm-hmm. was by Whoopi Goldberg, and uh, we may have to... Uh, uh, take another look at that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, it was produced, by the way, of Miss Merkelson, who was the uh, actress that starred in the TV series Law and Order. Uh, I believe she was the lieutenant in the film, uh, New York Police Department, uh, Law and Order. Mm-hmm. Now, you had um, uh, some other uh, notables. I know Marian Anderson is buried there as well. Yes, and... Uh... Her nephew was just buried two weeks ago, um, James the Priest. Um, Julian Abel, let's start with uh, Robert, um, sorry, Julian Abel. Robert Abel, his brother, is also buried at Eden. He was an architect who, um, you've been to Philadelphia, correct? Yes, I have. Okay, so you're familiar with the Art Museum? He was the architect for that. Um, He also was the architect for the Free Library in Philadelphia, the chapel at Duke University, and many of our uh, affluent mainline homes out in the suburban areas. He designed those homes. Um, Then there's his brother, Robert Jones Abel, who was a physician and founder of 
Sigma Pi Phi, the first African-American fraternity. Um, Rebecca Cole, who was the second African-American female doctor. John. You mentioned uh, uh, African-American fraternity or sorority? Fraternity. Sigma Pi Phi. Sigma Phi Psi, okay. And he was the founder? Yes. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, Rebecca Cole, who was the second African-American female doctor. Um, and I'm remiss in my research of finding who the first one was. I haven't come up with that name yet. But um, I have her documented as the second female doctor. And right in the community... Um, John Mott Drew, he was a transportation pioneer, and every October the community has a, uh, an event that they call the Octrolly Fest where they have tours and they study the history um, about uh, Drew and the transportation. Very interesting. Him and his brother are buried at 80, at, there at Eden. He also was the owner of the Hillsdale Baseball Club, which during a period in the early 1900s was a very famous and um, successful baseball club. There's a community there in Collingdale that's named in his honor and a couple um, businesses as well. And all of these are African Americans. Um, do, you know we, what, do you know what year he developed the uh, trolley? And are those trolleys still active? No, yeah. they're not. They're not still active. And I have... A, um, a binder with all the specific information on these individuals um, at the office where I could give you dates and all from that. I just don't have that with me this evening, but it is documented, and I do have it. Okay. How long did those trolleys run in Philadelphia? Um, Possible. For wow. They, in fact, they're still running, but and they're running under a different name. He sold it to a company that's now called SEPTED. Then it was the Red Arrow Line. He sold it to the Red Arrow Line, and then it was changed to SEPTA. So the tra the routes, the transportation routes, are still in effect today. Okay. Well, you're very knowledgeable in that area, and you also mentioned um, that he was known as a baseball player. So was Yeah, he was the owner of the Hillsdale Baseball Club. Oh, yeah, a very baseball club in the Negro Leagues. Mm-hmm. Was the owner of that club. Yes. That was Mr. John Mott Drew. Um, now, um, also, there's so many interesting people, but I'm just going to scan through here and mention a few that you may be familiar with or that you and the listeners may find, find interesting. John McKee... Excuse me, Mina. Are there any um, of his relatives, Mr. Drew's relatives, uh, still in that area? No, no. They're all. They've all passed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, in general, uh, some of the other folks that you've mentioned already. Yes. Uh, are any of those uh, descendants uh, still in the Philadelphia area? No, but a lot of them who have are founders of organizations, the members are still, you know, they come and pay tribute to them. But family-wise, no. In fact, for Marian Anderson, her nephew was the last in her family. Okay. He was the last one. Mm -hmm. And who are the uh, Friends of Eden? So uh, the Friends of Historic Eden is a nonprofit organization uh, whose mission is to support the cemetery with its preservation needs, to assist in raising money. Uh, right now, our biggest need is we're still trying to raise money to complete fencing. Uh, the, unfortunately and sadly enough, the community still um, does not respect Eden as being an African-American cemetery. And we're right next to a playground that the community spent millions of dollars for to renovate and make available for the community, but did not see the need to put a fence up. So 
people come in um, have, in the past. They have vandalized uh, the cemetery. Of the the biggest uh, act of vandalism was in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, two kids from the community came in with ATVs and turned over. They toppled over 200 headstones. Okay. And you're the founder of the Friends of Eden, is that correct? Yes. Yes. And are you getting any help from the National Park Service or any other designations? Uh, we uh, have, well, we're on the National Record of Registry of Historic Places, and we're in the process of uh, qualifying to uh, apply for some of the federal funds that could help us with our preservation needs and with the money that the cemetery needs to um, complete the fencing and other needs. it's uh, We need a lot out there and, and have very little, but I'm proud to say that um, we're making strides every year to, uh, we're chipping away at that boulder out there to uh, keep the appearance of the cemetery up, service our families, and as much preservation that, you know, our budget allows. Which so you were you were telling us about the uh, vandalism. Yeah. I believe over 200 uh, headstones have been overturned. Uh, how did that situation get resolved? Well, as I said, the, the two young men, they were underage. <clears throat> so they were, they were apprehended. They were given uh, 120 hours of community service. And the parents were asked, they were fined and asked to pay $7,000, of which we may have gotten $500. And that's been six years ago. So that's money we'll never see. But I have to say that um, in view of that horrific situation, the community did come forth. They came in um, and helped us set all those stones up and clean it up. So um, they did come to our need. I have to acknowledge that. Attorney Coart, who's a noted attorney there in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and, and a guest host here on the Guest of Freedom, um, has he been involved in your endeavors there? Oh, absolutely. Um, Michael has been very supportive, um, both uh, financially and um, he assists in hosting events for the friends. Um, he's just a fantastic person, yeah, and very supportive to the cemetery. Okay. What other activists there in Philadelphia uh, is involved with your organization? Um, the um, National Association of Black Journalists. Their founder, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Reggie Bryant, um, he's buried at Eden, and they're having an event there on, in fact, the 27th of this month, they're going to be hosting a commemoration in his honor. They just, the organization purchased a headstone for him, very nice one, so they're going to be doing something. But they have come out and helped us with um, documenting some of the, uh, photographing and documenting some of the, uh, Headstones and um, interments there. Um, we have a couple of uh, local politicians who've expressed an interest in helping us um, acquire some funding. I have a meeting with one of them tomorrow, so I'm hoping something good comes out of that. Um, I hope I have not. Now, there are several community organizations, but I'm trying to think of um, the larger activist group. What and about? AACP. No, no, I haven't heard anything. We we haven't gotten any. I haven't reached out to them. So, I, in all fairness, I have to say that I haven't reached out to them. Um, and to your listeners, if there's anyone who has time on their hands who would like to come and help the friends, uh, which helps the cemetery, and have skills in the area of um, development media outreach, um, proposal writing. Um, we'd love to have you come aboard and um, give us a hand. We certainly can use it. Do you offer tours of the cemetery? Yes, we do. 
um, we have them um, upon request. Um, they're scheduled um, three times a year. But any organization who would like to come out on an unscheduled date can do so. Just give me advance notice, and we'll have uh, we'll offer a guided tour of the cemetery at no charge. Okay. And if we were to come to Philadelphia, in addition to visiting Eden, what other uh, historical uh, landmarks, museums, et cetera, would you suggest for our listeners? Well, there's the African American Museum. That's in Center City, 7th and Art. You'll find that very interesting. Did you say say Art? Could you spell that? 7th and Art. A-R-C-H. Oh, Arch. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's another um, museum that you may not have heard of. It's called the Lest We Forget Museum. Um, That's black-owned, and he... um, teaches and takes you on a journey through slavery. And it's just phenomenal. That's that's a place that I would recommend too. And I have that information um in the office, you know, for anyone who'd like to I can send that to you um and make available to you and the listeners, you know, if you would like. Those those are the two that come to mind. First, the Lest We Forget Museum, the African American Museum. Um, At least we forget, he also focuses on the Civil War, does he not? The African-American participation in the Civil War? uh, His focus is slavery. Okay. The Lest We Forget Museum focuses on slavery. Now, there are other individuals that you may or may not be familiar with that that, uh, focuses on the Civil War. Joe Becton is one. And I know he uh, he does things at the uh, African American Museum as well. What about the Underground Railroad Museums? Any such? <laughs> Not in Philadelphia. There is one outside of Philadelphia. Um, and it's not too far, maybe about a half an hour outside the city. And I can get you information on them as well. What? What about the Paul Robeson home or the Johnson house? Paul Robeson, um, that's in, in West Philly around 50th and Walnut, I believe it is. And they're also, um, I ha- that's available for tours, too. I have um, information on the Robeson house, too. I try to keep in the office information on other African-American sites as well, especially when uh, families come in and um, and people from out of town. They'd like to know where else they could um, visit as well. Uh, Philadelphia is uh, steeped in black history. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys just had a celebration there. Did you have a Philadelphia convention, uh, convention of black history, a showcase? Oh, yes. Yes, that's an annual event. Did you attend that? Were you there? I didn't make it this year. I went one year, but not, I didn't go this year. Last year I went. And you were talking about community organizations, um, getting them involved there. What about Temple University? Uh, are they involved in any way? To uh, Temple. We haven't. We have not reached out to any of the universities as yet, but certainly that would be one on my list. Because and not even we have day of uh, we have a day of service from April once a month from April through October. And we have had some volunteers through um, the Martin Luther King Day of Service. They have recruited a lot of volunteers through their website. Um, And there has been some Temple students. And um, the other college was the um, Philadelphia Textile and Science. Yeah, that's another, another group that came out and volunteered. But that... So that's where um, we could benefit from someone who could sit down and research um, the possibilities, meaning people who might be interested in in our history and and, and what we do that would want to come out and um, 
set up some additional programs because there's so it's so much to work with out there, but we have so little both dollars and manpower. You just can't do it all. Okay. Have you developed any T-shirts or any memorabilia such that uh, individuals could purchase? No, we haven't. Other than the calendar that we we do every year, but uh, we have not. Uh, and I no, we haven't done that. The friends, okay. um, the friends was going to do that, and we may. We were looking into doing that uh, this year in our in closing of our 110th anniversary. So where we can we get something where in can we get the calendar? Where can we get the calendar? Um, I can mail you one. I can okay. mail you. One. And so, how would they contact? How would our listeners contact you if they want to be provided a calendar? And do you have a website? Uh, yes, Eden has a website. Um, and it's www.edencemetery.org. And there's a cemetery email address, which is edencemetery at verizon.net. At verizon.net? Yes. Okay. And we could uh, come onto the website or send an email uh, to let you know where to send the T-shirts. Well, we don't have T-shirts. The calendars. The calendars. I'm sorry, you did mm-hmm. say that. Okay, let's get back to the uh, dignitaries that are buried there. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, uh, getting support from uh, the newspaper industry there in Philadelphia. And I believe Chris Perry. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He's buried at Eden. Okay. Tell our listeners a little bit about Mr. Perry. He was the. Um founder of the Philadelphia Tribune, which uh, I believe is, if not the one of the oldest African-American publishing newspaper companies in the nation. Um, and he's on this list here. Right next to him is John Baxter Taylor, who is the first African-American to win the gold medal. He was a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania, um, gold medal winner? Yes. First, First an American to win a gold medal. And let me see if I wrote the year he, he achieved that. Uh, don't have the year down here, but he is the first African-American to ever get a gold medal. And um, by profession, he was a veterinarian. Graduated oh. at the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine. I see. So it must have been before 1933 then. Yes. Okay. What about uh, the individuals? I'm sorry, what did you say? You said uh, I was asking about any notable clergy. Cler- uh, okay, Charles Tenley. Um, he was the founder of Tenley Temple here in Philadelphia. He is a minister and both a composer, father of, known as the father of gospel music. I don't know whether he's familiar to you or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. Right there in Philadelphia. Uh, seems like a difficult task to get all this information uh, put together. Did you get a lot of help from descendants, or did you do independent research? Well, uh, one of the friends does a lot of research for us. I mean, that's her thing, and she's fantastic with it, and that's Sheila Jones. But uh, most of this was documented and let's say, decades ago, and we just went through and just tweaked it and and then added to it. And we're still finding individuals that are buried there that, you know, we didn't know about. We're still discovering people. Are you working on a book? Um, I'm not personally, but there have been a couple people that have approached me about doing it, um, hasn't come to fruition yet. The idea is out there. Who's going to do it? I don't know. But there's been many books written about the many individuals there because people come through all the time, um, taking photographs of the burial site and letting me know that they're working on a book about this. But that's how I found the uh, discovered John Baxter Taylor. The person wrote a book about him. Yeah, that would seem to be the ticket uh, is getting the media involved. Um mm-hmm. 
thinking about national public television maybe doing a documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe um, where you would start is with the story of the vandalism. Uh, and uh, might uh, spark some nat- uh, national interest. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, because uh, how many burials of black folks did you say were there? Over 95,000. 95,000, and a lot of them are provable um, historically. Um, you know, you could also, I don't know if you have anyone in your organization that's familiar with YouTube, but maybe uh, all it would take is a camera and walking through the cemetery and start posting on YouTube. Um, again, trying to, uh, uh, inter- you know, uh, gear up some interest and support. Because mm-hmm. individuals wanted to make donations, they would also can do that through your website or through the email that you gave us earlier. Yes. Yeah, those are good ideas, and I appreciate, uh, Preston, you're suggesting that, that YouTube piece. Someone else mentioned that. And that shouldn't be, you know, too difficult to do going through and, and videoing, you know, this great grave sites and in particularly the areas um that were vandalized. Um most of it, you know, we did get um uh, resolved, but there's still some headstones that were damaged from the vandalism. Um that should be replaced. There are no no living family members. Um but I would love to have a fund to do that to replace those headstones that were damaged from the vandalism. Exactly. Let's uh, let's continue with your list, the um, list of notable uh, historic black folks that are buried there at Eden. Okay. Um, T. Thomas Fortune, who was a civil rights leader, journalist, publisher, and orator. Oh, yeah. Um, that name familiar to you? Oh, yeah. Um, he was mentioned in our Black History uh, uh, series. Um that we just completed last week uh, was very prominent in the uh, Underground Railroad movement and the abolitionist movement. Yes. And yeah. William Whipper. Okay. Was an abolitionist and a businessman as well. George Henry White. He um, was in the Reconstruction era of African American U.S. congressman. Wow. Okay. Was Alana, and he was an entrepreneur as well. Laurel Waring, who was the Harlem Renaissance artist, head of the art department for Cheney University. Um, Several of the United States colored troops are buried there. Um, Stephen Smith, who was an abolitionist and businessman as well, him and uh, William Whipper were very good friends and very wealthy African-Americans. Um, Hans Shedd, who was an educator for the Institute for Colored Youth, now um, known as Cheney, most worshipful past Grand Master of Prince Hall Lodge of Pennsylvania. Ida Robinson, who was a bishop and founder of Mount Sinai Holy Church of America. Um, Robert Penn, who was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner for the Spanish-American War. Uh, James F. Nedman, who was an educator for the Institute of Colored Youth, most worshipful past Grand Master of Prince Hall Lodge of Pennsylvania, too. Um, Edward C. Howard, who was a physician and founder of Sigma Pi Phi, here we go with that, in Mercy Douglas Hospital. Uh, Francis Ellen Watkins Harper, who should be familiar to you, poet, author known as the Bronze Muse. Let me uh, let me stop you right there, Mina. Um, are any schools visiting there, uh, the cemetery, or African yes, studies? Yes, we have a couple um, charter schools whose uh, education focuses around African-American history who come out once a year. But um, all of the public schools should be um, coming out to um, tour the cemetery and learn about their ancestors that are buried there. Um, I'd love to have somebody 
develop an educational um, program that would interest the schools and and the teachers and encourage them to come out and bring the kids. So, um, hey, listen, there's a lot that can be done. It just takes some time and money. 95,000 people buried there, mm-hmm. black people. Uh, a considerable number of notable black people. You would think that it would be a mandate of the public schools of Philadelphia to visit Eden at least once before you graduated. Mm-hmm. It is so rich in history. Yeah, but you know what? That Again, that's a... The our school system, as as many school systems throughout the country, they're not interested in educating our kids about their history. Well, but somebody needs. Concern. We don't have enough African American history in the public school systems here. Someone needs to set a fire under them and get them involved. Uh, I know the, uh, Michael, because I'm also a member of uh, Attack. That's an organization that Michael. Founded, oh, he's well. He's a founding member, but um, their their project now is to get um, African American history in the public schools. The um, Ed Robson, Dr. Robinson wrote a program, an African American curriculum, and the books are printed and all, and they're sitting in the warehouse. They won't distribute them. I'll be doing. If any of our listeners would like to call in with any comments or statements, they can do that at 347-324-5552. If you have any comments uh, or any questions um, for our guest. Um, You were mentioning uh, Bishop Ida. Robinson. uh, Robbins, uh, who was Father McDuffie and Father Bright? Father McDuffie and Father Bright. I know Father Bright is buried at Eden. He's not on my list, but I know that he's at Eden. Okay, and what about Father Bright? I'm not sure about McDuffie, but Bright is. In fact, last year, uh, a descendant of his came out to... uh, Locate his grave site, and that's how I remember that. Who came out to? Uh, Someone related to him, a, a uh, distant relative. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what is his significance to history? Um, other than his pastorship and founder of that church, I I don't know. I don't have any. Um, I didn't research it, <laughs> but I know he was a he was famous in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. In fact, most notable Philadelphians are buried at Eden. They're certainly not from the Collingdale area. They're all Philadelphians. Okay. uh, Anybody else? Was he the founder of the Bethel Church? Mother Bethel? Yes. No. And who was the founder of Mother Bethel, and are they buried at Eden? Um, Richard Allen, I believe, was the founder. And he was buried at Eden, but now he is uh, entombed in uh, the church, Mother Bethel. Oh, okay. He is the founder of Mother Bethel AME, yes. Mhm. And uh, who else is on that list? Okay. Um, I think these are the second the individuals. I told you, Whipper, and these are groups. I want to get the individuals if I can. We went through him. But tell me this while you're looking that up. Is the uh, tourist, uh, Philadelphia Tourist Agency uh, promoting uh, Eden as part no. of the tourist sites? And and how do we contact them uh, to demand that Eden be put on that list? Well, I think that comes through the National Park Service because they, they have, you know, um, in Center City, they're... Uh, 
in the National Park Service office, they have brochures and uh, of tours of different places, but Eden is not there. Um, that's something that we were trying to do just even if it was just for the summer to um, place some brochures there and provide a tour just one day a week. And probably myself or someone else would commit to uh, take our van down and, and bring some folks back who would be interested in seeing Eden. But you know, we don't have anything set up to do that. Who was uh, Henrietta Bowers Duarte? Oh, Duter. She Duter. was, um, she's on my list to just a second. She was the uh, Pennsylvania's first ac- female African-American undertaker. Oh, was she now? Hmm? Pennsylvania's first female African-American undertaker. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you have some other. Did I mention Jesse Redmond Fawcett, who was an editor and poet? Uh, no, you did not. Mm-hmm. But Miss um, um, Henrietta was also involved in the Underground Railroad and was hiding people in her in caskets in order really? to get them through. Oh, I Yeah, and past the uh, bounty hunters. Uh, she would put them in funeral processions and hide uh, the uh, freedom seekers in caskets. Wow. Um, very prominent uh, lady there uh, in terms of the Underground uh, Railroad. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I learned something from you. Didn't know that. And I heard that she was uh, extremely wealthy uh, mm. there in Philadelphia. Yeah. I guess would be, because I imagine uh, there weren't too many white folks handling dead bodies <laughs> funerals. Especially uh, African-Americans. Exactly. Not interested at all. Yeah, that would be part for the courts. Uh, mm-hmm. That happened a number of practically all black uh, communities. Funeral directors were pretty wealthy because uh, they handled all the, the deaths mm-hmm. and, what, and whatnot. Uh, do you have any closing remarks for our listeners? Um, no, nothing other than the fact that um, whenever the opportunity is available to them, I'd like to have them come visit Eden. Um, knowing our plight, who we are, and what we do, if there are individuals who are interested in helping out in any way, you know, I welcome that. Um, you can contact me through um, the email that I gave out before, which, again, is Eden Cemetery at Verizon.net. At Verizon.net? Yes. Eden Cemetery at Verizon.net. Yes. And give us the website uh, again. www.edencemetery.org. And okay. if anyone is interested in becoming a friend of Eden, which is a nonprofit tax-exempt organization, we welcome your membership, and certainly we welcome your donations. And they can be sent, uh, mailed to the cemetery. Uh, and our address is 1434 Springfield Road, Collingdale, Pennsylvania, 19023. Give us that one more time. 1434 Springfield Road, Collingdale, Pennsylvania, 19023. Mina, um, you are to be commended for the work that you're doing. Um, there's a great opportunity there, uh, a lot of history there. Um, how many members of your organization do you have? We have 125 members. Um, and how many workers? Well, I'm not very active. Unfortunately, Mostly the seniors are interested in the cemetery. You can't the young people just aren't interested. Yeah, I know how that goes. Yeah, they're they're not interested. Not enough. Um we started this is our third year that uh we have what we call an egg extravaganza where instead of having an Easter egg hunt, they come out and they hunt for eggs, but um what they get are at each grave, and we just, we're just doing it in one section of the cemetery, and there's about 29 headstones that we place baskets of eggs in. 
with um, little cards that tells you about that person that's buried there. So they have to collect the egg and the information and come back in and tell us about that person. And in exchange for that, they get a very lovely basket of Easter candy. Great. And going for good with the kids. Again, keep up the great work. Um, The uh, Gifts of Freedom will support you in any way that we can. Um, Like our listeners to know that we've been talking to Mina Cockroft, who is the general manager of the historical Eden Cemetery, which is the oldest public African-American burial ground in the United States of America. They're located there in Collingdale, Pennsylvania. Um, My name is Preston Washington. I've been your host. I'm stationed here in Kansas City, Missouri. Our producer is historian and Arthur Leslie Gist. Uh, Did you have one other thing you wanted to say? Now, I just want to thank everybody for uh, listening this evening and hope to hear from you in some way via uh, email or snail mail. And I'm happy and open to any questions. Um, If I can be of any help to anyone, you know, let me know. Okay, do you have a Facebook page? No, I'm I'm just kidding. I'm not too uh, computer savvy. And Facebook, I, I, I just... Haven't gotten into that. My my daughter tells me all the time, Mom, you got to get with it. But I said, Look, this is another job for me. Email is enough for me. But no, I I'm, I don't have a Facebook page. I'd like to do one for Eden, and I may have someone do it. Yeah, one of your uh, members uh, should be able to establish an Eden Facebook page. Mm-hmm. To get that up. Because wow. I know a lot of yeah, that might be a way, a good outreach to the younger people. Because I know they they're on Facebook a lot. That's where so they are. I do have someone that could do it for me, and, and I'm going to make a note to uh, talk about that this week with them and see if we can get that up and going. Great. Again, uh, Nina Cockroft, keep up the great work. Uh, again, my name is Preston Washington. I've been your host here for the Gist of Freedom, and uh, our producers tell us that we're out of time. Good night. Good night. Good evening.